beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Girth. Yo, welcome to my summer lair. My name is Sammy Yunin. I am talking with uh, two of the gentlemen who are in the uh, Champions of Magic show, which will be coming uh, December. Yeah, you guys got the gentlemen part. Yeah, yeah so we're gentlemen. Yeah. We are gentlemen. Yes. I class <laughs> it up a little bit, you know what I mean? So uh, the Champions of Magic will be coming to Toronto on December 19th to January 6th. So uh, why don't we just start like this and then just uh, introduce yourself and what you do in the show. Because you guys each do different things yeah, in the yeah. show. So, so um, my name is Alex McAuley and I'm the uh, master mind reader in the show. I do mentalism. I mess with people's heads. I tell them what they're thinking. All that sort of stuff. My name is Richard Young. I'm half of a double act called Young and Strange. You know, it's we're meant to be a double act, but it's just me here. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Strange has got a urinary tract infection. <laughs> uh so it's just me. Yeah. And we do grand illusion in the show. So we do like big spectacular people going in boxes, all that kind of thing. Vanishing, all that sort of stuff. Is it, uh, as part of uh, his uh, absence, is that related? Because he just had a birthday. He's getting a little older too. Yes. So is the, wa- the warranty kind of expiring a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, That's he's true. Th- what was he, 34, wasn't he? I think he was, yeah. It's time to start lying about that, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> he's a press age now, <laughs> doesn't he? Um, yeah, it's not in any way connected to that, but... Uh, yeah, you yeah how'd you know I had a birthday? That's impressive. Yeah. How did you know that? Uh, I asked Google, and uh, I, I believe what I read on the internet. Ah. 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 Because yeah. uh, you mentioned that I do vlogging and stuff, so the next vlog is we have this running gag that we just keep singing happy birthday to everyone in the show. So it started with Annalisa, who's the aerialist in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just kept singing happy birthday to her. And then it was actually Strange's birthday, okay. so we got the audience to sing happy birthday to him. You guys have been touring for a while. Has there been also a lot of like babies or marriages or divorces or other things, kind of like milestones? We uh, haven't had any divorces yet, have no, we? No, we haven't. We've, had okay. uh, we've just had a baby. Okay. So Strange has just had a baby. Oh, um, said we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, young yeah, Strange yeah, yeah, and yeah. his wife. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just had a baby. His wife. Yeah. That would be magic. But no, that's <laughs> quite interesting, actually. Touring, uh, that's actually quite interesting. Touring is, is hard, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you've got a... Uh, a partner. Married? No, we're engaged. We've been together so right. long that we're basically married. And I have a, a nine-year-old son back mm-hmm. home in England. But they're, f- they're coming over here for the, for the holiday season as well. Ten weeks we've been away. Yeah. We're going to have been. Yeah, they did yeah. visit, though. Yeah, they came out a couple of weeks ago, yeah. yeah. But it's, it is tough, yeah. definitely. And... Uh, it's just, um, yeah, everyone misses home to different extents, I think. So yeah, that's how it is. What does your son say that you do? Because he's at the age now where he kind of figures out a little bit of uh, what dad does. So yeah, how yeah. Do he well like he's been you're not an accountant or something. Right? No, that's you're true. <laughs> uh, yeah, and my also my partner, his, uh, his mother is also a uh, performer as well. She does circus stuff. So I think he's just kind of used to it. Like he's fairly used to going along somewhere to a theatre and then seeing a show and then going backstage. So he understands it. But I remember when he first started at school, uh, obviously they the teachers would chat to the kids and my son Jack he would say my daddy's a mind reader and yes. my mummy's a circus performer and they just assumed he was lying yes. <laughs> <laughs> then they asked us and they're like oh that is what you do oh. yes that's fun um, as you guys tour because you did mention like you have been touring for quite a while uh, some of the venues you play are kind of older um, have you encountered any ghosts or are you expecting to encounter any ghosts? All theatres have. That's interesting. I think magicians generally are very sceptical people when it comes to any sort of claims of paranormal activity or people talking to the dead or seeing ghosts or things like that. I just think naturally because we create illusion, yeah. we, we kind of understand perhaps when people see things or hear things that perhaps mm-hmm. aren't there, sort of techniques that we use. Particularly, well, Alex probably better talk about this than me, you know how like mediums and things, people who claim they talk to the dead, I mean, they... They use techniques magicians use. Yeah. So it's quite, you know, a lot of magicians are quite passionate about that, actually. It's infuriating when you see someone financially profiting mm-hmm. from claiming to be able to talk to the dead when mm. you can see that they, they're basically doing a 
Yeah, magic, magic that stick. was what upset Houdini back in the day. Yeah, Absolutely. it became a big thing for him. Also, my branch of magic, if you like, mentalism, grew out of magicians watching uh, mediums. You know, mm-hmm. people who came to read fortunes, talk to their head. The it was magicians table. watching it. Yeah, magicians watching that, going, "Well, I can do that. I'm going to put it into an act." And then it just made its own branch of magic, which became known as mentalism. So they they said it was more to do with the mind. You know, in the 70s it was telepathy, mm-hmm. and then uh, in the in the 21st century it's more sort of, but it's based on psychology and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it just changes with the eras. How did you choose then that branch of magic? Like most kids, like when they're kind of growing up, they kind of start doing the old coin tricks or the disappearance ball and those kind of things. Yeah. You w- you gravitated eventually to mentalism. Why that branch of magic? Uh, so I did. Uh, you know, I had the magic kit and everything. Uh, in the UK, we had a guy called Paul Daniels, and everyone mine and Youngie's age would be would have had the Paul Daniels magic kit. Uh, and never really did anything for me. I was an only child. I am an only child, rather. So. Uh, I liked everything. Like I wanted to be a comic book artist. I wanted to be a special effects man. I wanted to be a ventriloquist, but I could never say the word. <laughs> um, you don't have to. I don't have to. It. Yeah, the dummy <laughs> says it. Right. Um, but uh, so when I was about fourteen years old, uh, I, did, I got a book on like memory tricks and techniques, you know, mnemonics and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it encouraged you to show off those skills to your friends, your weird skills that you'd learnt. So I did that, and also the back of the book there was like a, a glossary of other books you could read. Uh, and most of those were magic and mentalism books that had little memory things in it. And then eventually you just start reading them and you get, what's the phrase, like bitten by the magic bug. You suddenly get interested in this style and only this style and you just study that. Yeah. And what about for you? Like, because you, you do a lot of stagecraft, which is like a lot more harder. Like, again, like I was mentioning, like when you're like a little teenager or something, you just have car- access to cards and magic balls and stuff. What you guys do is a lot. M- how do you graduate from like being a teenager and doing that kind of stuff to stagecraft, so which is far more elaborate? Sure, the introduction is exactly the same. You know, I started with a Paul Daniels magic kit, and in fact, I I do a podcast too. It's called the Magicians Podcast, and I interviewed Paul Daniels a couple of years ago before he died. And one of my things I said to him was, "You're the only magician in the world, who or in the UK, who started getting into magic without a Paul Daniels magic kit because <laughs> yeah. he is actually Paul Daniels." Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, you start with that. And then I saw David Copperfield in the UK when I was 11 years old. Oh, that'll do it. He came over to the UK and he toured and I, my parents took me to the show. And that was the night for me that I just went, wow, like, you know, spectacular. So, um, yeah, Strange and I started with, it's really expensive, large asking, magic. Yeah. yeah. So we started with a, a trick that literally just involves a cardboard box and some wooden sticks. So we started with cardboard. In fact, it's a trick we still do today. Mm-hmm. We, we do it early on in the Champions of Magic show. And uh, it's still probably the best trick we do, actually. Although we've got, you know, if you come to the show, you'll see it. There's there's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of props yeah. used in the show. But actually, you know, one of the best tricks is just with a cardboard box and some wooden sticks. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the journey is slow and you have to keep reinvesting the money that you're earning in it to kind of, you know, keep making the show bigger and better. And then for you, you guys, because you guys do, as a duo, you guys do that uh, large kind of Las Vegas style. Is that like partly parody as well? Or is it homage? Or how would you classify it? Yeah. it's really it's a great tradition. Yeah, it is really interesting. We, we absolutely love Las Vegas style magic. But, you know, the world's changed a lot in the last few years. And there's a few things you can't really do anymore. One of which is use animals in shows. People really don't want to see that anymore, understandably. Mm-hmm. They worry about the welfare of the animals. And the other thing you can't really do anymore is just saw a girl in half. You know, you oh. just can't do it. It's yeah. It just doesn't look right. So mm-hmm. y- we do it. 
And the way we get away with it is we say it's parody. You know, it's parody to a bygone era. So mm. we uh, there's a section of the, the show where we, uh, we, we pay tribute to 1980s Las Vegas and we bring all these wonderful pieces of magic that you don't really get a chance to see anymore sort of out of retirement with, you know, uh, An- uh, Annalisa, who's our aerialist, she, she does a fantastic aerial act. But then when she comes down from the silks, she does the illusions with us and gets sawn in half and vanishes in boxes and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's great. But really, it does have to be parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're going to just have a female on stage and refer to her as your glamorous assistant in yeah. 2018, 2019, it has to be parody. So no more Vanna White, basically. Exactly We're right. Yeah, yeah. You've got to take your own, spin your own letters now. Absolutely. <laughs> <yeah>. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And then for you, when you are doing like uh, mentalism and reading people and stuff like that, there is a difference in British culture and American culture. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a difference in British individuals and American individuals? Is there different cues, different body language that you're picking up on? Um, it is a little bit uh, different. Americans are slightly more sincere, where they're sort of where their heart on their sleeve a bit more, whereas British people are more reserved. Stiff upper and lip. Exactly. Yep. And we get this just for the audience reactions. The first time we've performed in America. We thought maybe the audience were being sarcastic because the, the lights went down and the music started and they were like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like that, that cue is huge. So <laughs> yeah, when the yeah. lights go down, it's yeah, like, exactly. even when you go to the movies, you're like, all right, let's do this thing. But what's weird as well is that like a British person will see me, you know, guess a word that someone's thinking and like want to ask me questions about it. They want to go like, how do you do this? Whereas I think American audiences are just much more willing to accept, well, this guy can just read minds mm-hmm. and they don't think too much about how I'm doing it. So that's quite nice. It means I don't get so many questions at the uh, meet and greet at the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People don't realize it is a skill. Like you're exactly, actually, yeah. You're actually like. I think because yeah, because of Hollywood films, people assume it's some sort of gift. Like I was in a car accident, now I can see what <laughs> people are thinking, or I was born with a gift or something. Uh, but no, it's a skill. It's a skill just like these guys have. Like any any of the other magicians in the show, it's something we've taught ourselves to do over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes practice. And how do you refine your show then as it goes along? Because like a comedian like Jerry Seinfeld or some of those famous comedians, like they're constantly refining their jokes and taking bad ones out or making choosing better words, for example. You know what I mean? And they do it show to show. So every show you see is not quite the same. As a mentalist, are you doing the same thing? Similar yeah, to comedians? Yeah, it's very ref- similar. Yeah, because I guess um, what we s- what they used to call in, the in Magic a patterack. So it's all about the words I'm saying because there's nothing visual really happening. You know, no one's disappearing, no one's reappearing. So it's all about the words I'm saying. And yeah, you do refine it over time. But I think all of us in the show are kind of doing our best stuff, stuff we've done for a long time, stuff we've practiced a lot. And uh, yeah, and also you start of you, st- you do a run somewhere, so you're in the same venue with the same kinds of people every time. So mm. you start to get used to how this particular town, this city responds to certain jokes and oh stuff. Yeah. So you start to play with it like that. I guess just like you said, like a, a comedian would. Yeah. Uh, but with me, because uh, there's only so much I can plan, like because I bring people up and they think of a certain thing. So this person might think of, an old school friend or something. I, I'm kind of improvising around what they're giving me. So it's a sort of a game of improv and scripting to make sure that you know this 15 minutes that I'm on stage goes exactly how it's supposed to, but I get to play in that little mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. That's what's really great about this show, actually, is that if you go and see a magician or a mentalist for two hours in a theatre by themselves, you know, there inevitably is going to be some filler <laughs> material yeah, in there. Yeah. but what's fantastic about it because we're four different acts we all just do our best stuff we're mm-hmm. not trying to fill time in fact we we have more conversations about how do we cut this down a bit yeah, don't yeah, we just and faster you know pace, yeah, just yeah. just to make sure it's you know the show isn't sort of uh too long because we've got so much good material we can call on because we're all only doing 
a bit of time each. So mm. it's a really great night out from that point of view. You get to see every style of magic in literally one show. Mm-hmm. And what about for you guys? Do you get, uh, as Alex was saying, like, do you get a lot of like weird responses and people think they figured out how you do the trick or how you stabbed him in the box and yeah, we like over the top type stuff? We really try to disarm the that kind of people sitting there trying to figure it out with the humor that we do and the, the staging and the presentation, you know. I mean, unfortunately, the way the world is now, you, you're never more than really a Google search away from finding out how a magician makes a girl disappear in a box. Mm-hmm. So we really have to disarm that and, and hopefully make it so you don't care mm-hmm. and actually just enjoy seeing the... The, the spectacle of it and the uh, you know the energy of it rather yeah. than that so you guys got we were very fortunate to do two shows uh, on Penn and Teller Fool Us yes and got to engage with those guys yeah and that's kind of what you're talking about right we're like that's the whole setup of the show yes if the you can fool them and kind of connect with them oh some of the my favorite thing to do is read the comments on our YouTube channel about <laughs> those uh, people hated us uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to bring up the no, 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 no. It's good. It's <laughs> good. And no, it is really interesting. You know, the, the the reality is that show is not about fooling Penn and Teller. It's mm-hmm. a variety show of great magic. And you know, we knew both times we were going to go on that show that we didn't stand a chance of fooling them. But it was a it was a vehicle for us to promote ourselves basically and show what we can do to a wide audience and end up with this fantastic clip of us in a big, bright, colourful TV studio. So. Uh, you know, again, when we went into that, it wasn't about fooling them. It was about putting on a great show, showing ourselves in a good light, showing that we're fun mm-hmm. and that the magic is good. Yeah. But there's no way with a, an illusion, really, you're going to fool Penn and Teller. And they've also been kind of pulling back the uh, the curtain a little bit in terms of magic and showing some of the tricks and kind of stuff like that, too. That's part of their act. Like, I've seen them in Vegas. Yes. All right. And it's kind of similar to you guys. It's like a lot of humor, a lot of sarcasm. Right, but at the same time, they want to show the audience this is how certain things are done. Kind of yeah. like this burning certain tricks. They've got this great sort of thought process, though, which is that they only tell you how the trick is done if there's sort of correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. Mm. Actually, but I think there's sort of two criteria they look at. One is first of all that the trick is original to them, mm-hmm. so they're not stepping on any other magician's shoes who might be doing the trick elsewhere. And secondly, that the method, the secret to the trick, must be more interesting than the trick itself. Mm-hmm. So the great example of that was when. It was like 30 years ago, they, they ran over Teller with a truck uh, outside Radio City Music Hall in New York. Mm-hmm. And then they showed you how it was done. But the, the secret was incredibly elaborate. It was all to do with weights where they were yeah. making the truck all weighted on one side so it didn't hurt him. And the, the tires were fake yeah, tires. Foam tires. It was fascinating. The trick itself was over in a blink of an eye and wasn't really that interesting. No. Mm-hmm. But the secret behind it was great. So th- everyone knows like they're geniuses. You mm-hmm. know. And you guys, more than just doing stagecraft, you have a vlog and you have a podcast. Hmm. So is that feeding also back into the kind of like, it's hard to kind of just go off the stage and you still want to like perform or connect with the audience and kind of in a different format? Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably a good way to put it. Also, there's just, you and I talk about this, there's just a lot of downtime. There's yeah. nothing to do most of the time, as in like, you know, preparing for gigs and we do PR, things like this. But it even just when we're back home, not touring, you know, our days are not busy. Yes, <laughs> so <laughs> our not. evenings are busy. Because we're going out and performing, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I just started doing the vlogs just to keep a record. Because you know, I'm visiting all these places, going around all the United States, and I think I started when we were in the UK with the current cast and stuff. Because they were from America, so they were excited. And uh, it's kind of fun to show people behind the scenes things. You know, not exposing tricks or anything, but mm-hmm. the stuff we get up to between the shows. So yeah, you do some makeup and yeah, yeah, yeah. Done a few things like that, and. Uh, 
And like I said, the next one will be us singing Happy Birthday to Strange, which unless you were at that show, you'd have no idea. And you mm. won't know that is essentially a running gag for the past two months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think if you come to see the show and then you kind of Google us and stuff, it might be fun and interesting to see that, uh, that um, Will, who's our production manager, uh, just entertaining us briefly on the uh, party bus, as he called it, when we drove from one place to another. Mm-hmm. Well, this is when he did the Q&A. Yeah, he did oh, a little Q&A. It was very good, very funny. Uh, where's the? Where can people find the vlog? Oh, the vlog is on my YouTube, which is uh, youtube.com slash Alex McAleer mm-hmm. uh, or slash Alex Remindy. That I think both work because McAleer can be tricky to spell. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you for your podcast? So yeah, my podcast is called the Magicians Podcast on iTunes, and it's a very similar thing to what Alex said. Actually, just you know, when we're not touring, we're at home. There's a lot of downtime. It's a little project which I started a few years ago. The format is very simple. I go and interview magicians. And I go and talk to them about their careers and their uh, their thought processes. And it's, it's mainly for magicians. Uh, but I think if you're a magic enthusiast, you know, if you've been to more than one magic show, you might find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've had some great magicians on it uh, over the years. I, as we mentioned earlier, Paul Daniels, who's the most famous magician in the UK in the 90s. I recorded the last ever interview he did with the, for the magic community before he passed away. Nice. Uh, which was amazing. Um, and, yeah, just a, a fun bit of fun. Great, yeah. great little. Yeah, it's a great. Thing thing how many do. episodes are there now? There's quite so a few. I'm I'm currently making a new series actually, but yeah. So we there's already about 75 episodes up. Um, More about an hour long. That is, that is yeah. genuinely very good. If you're into magic, if, if you listen to this and you're like, oh, I kind of like magic. There's loads of. You were on an episode, weren't you? I was. Yeah, you were on an episode a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Now. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it's I think it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that tap again into the tradition of magic? Because magic obviously has a huge tradition, and that's partly what you guys were saying with like the parody and kind of the way you do the Las Vegas style. Like, is it kind of an honor to join that tradition, or are you hoping to add some new wrinkles and some new things? Like, kind of, you're, you're talking about Penn and Teller. I think we all hope to kind of uh, move the art forward in some way or another. Yeah, leave them up <laughs> in some way. But uh, yeah, I think that it's it's hard to do that, isn't it? Really? It is. It, you can. You've probably heard a magician say this before, but the reality is, in magic, there's only like six or seven tricks. Really, mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether you're vanishing a coin or an elephant; it's still just a vanish the psychology and the journey the audience goes on is kind of the same so it, it is hard um we do try uh but again it does come back to this thing actually that you know when people come to this show it'd be a bit rude actually to be out there with new material mm-hmm. you know trying something out <laughs> in front of them actually <laughs> you're, you're true you're better off to be showing them just your absolute best stuff and let them have the best night they possibly can if they you know they spend some money and bring the family along mm-hmm. they deserve to see the absolute best stuff you can do I always think of it like if you go to the circus, you want to see certain things. You want to see someone on a flying trapeze. You want to see someone go across a tightrope. You want to see clowns falling over. So you've got to give people what they want, plus some some things they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Do you guys use um, any money in your show? Because I've heard magicians complain about our money now. <laughs> our, our, our bills are... Oh, I yes. see. We have the same thing. So we have the same plastic. Yeah. Well, it's not plastic. A polymer. Whatever it is. The same yeah. money they've had in Australia for forever. So is it, uh, does it screw up the I act d- a little I bit? I don't really understand. And that's more of a close-up magician well, thing. Well, I can yeah. actually talk about this. So I do a trick, not in Champions of Magic, but a trick that we sometimes do when we're on morning television. So the trick is this. You borrow a bill from someone and you say to them, do you have a country somewhere you'd love to visit? And they say the name of a country and the bill magically changes at your fingertips into the correct currency for the destination that Mm -hmm. they chose. And so I've been doing it for a couple of years. And yeah, more and more countries are becoming (laughs) plastic (laughs) money. And the the way the sleight of hand works, it's 
you, it's very very easy when it's two notes that are paper mm-hmm. it's quite difficult when one is plastic and one is paper and when both are plastic <laughs> yeah it's almost <laughs> impossible to do and make it look like magic so mm-hmm. yeah it <laughs> feels like it's a trick that's got a bit of a uh, expiry date on yeah. it as more countries go towards plastic money i know they didn't really consider the magicians when they did this they did right? not which so is very rude uh, no it's like environment <laughs> i guess but, uh, <laughs> what about the magic though yeah <laughs> So you guys mentioned there is other magicians and other acts in the show. What else can uh, people expect when they show up the Champions of Magic? Uh, yeah, so there's mind reading from me. And there's the big illusion from Young and Strange. Uh, we also have close-up magic from uh, Kayla Drescher. She's uh, an American-based uh, magician based in L.A. And also uh, Fernando Velasco is from Mexico, and he is our uh, escape artist, escapologist. He does the Houdini style stuff. Mm-hmm. In fact, he recreates one of Houdini's uh, most famous tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's often people's favorite part of the show actually i don't think yeah it's it, so it iconic to it's see. i mean it's literally you know houdini's water torture cell mm-hmm. and he goes in upside down by his ankles and i mean it's it's a magic trick mm-hmm. the end of the trick is a trick but when he goes upside down in the tank that is yeah. absolutely real yeah he is in the tank upside down you can see him in the water and they put four padlocks around the outside so you know look even if there's a little bit of a trick mm-hmm. for, for a little while he is genuinely doing it and it's it's really powerful that moment in the show just before he gets lowered in mm-hmm. you can hear a pin drop you can you, you literally can the yeah. whole audience is just like this is really going to do this mm-hmm. uh it's it's a really great bit of the show nice how did you guys all get together for the to do the show or get selected for the show uh so so this show's been running for quite a while in the uk so like four years ago five years ago it started and um it's just the producer of the show i think the producer uh, ran comedy nights so it was often booking various acts and putting them on in one night and then he thought let's try this with magic and he just tried out a few acts i think i was in the second ever champions of magic so there's maybe three in one year or something you guys maybe were in the third yep that's right and then uh, i got asked to come back again and then you got asked to come back again and then Good job. just kept getting asked to come back for a couple of them and then it was like hey we're gonna do 10 nights mm-hmm. touring around the uk do you want to do it like yep and then it just Sort of snowballed from there. It's been about five years now. The show's been going yeah. on, and yeah, we didn't realize in the early days actually he was effectively auditioning acts, wasn't he? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, you know, he was looking for the right magicians, and yeah, there was, and uh, it w- it's been amazing the journey of the show to see it go from literally, you know, arts, tiny art centres in uh, a couple of hundred people, a couple of hundred people in the UK, you mm. know, to where last year we came over to North America for the first time, and we've just played the Microsoft Theatre in Los Angeles, which is a <laughs> 7000 seat room yeah. it's pretty yeah. pretty crazy really the journey that it's that it's made it's happened it's happened pretty fast yeah, it, it feels, feels like, very quickly it? yeah it feels like this shouldn't shouldn't happen this quickly but it seems to be working we're all pretty happy yeah it's great <laughs> magical yeah it exactly is. yeah when you guys were in LA did you get the chance to go visit the magic castle or perform at the magic castle i did actually it was my first time there the place is crazy eh yeah i do you know it was quite funny i slept in the car park lo- this time yeah. last year that's mm. my so <laughs> we, <laughs> we uh, it was in a tour bus. Yeah, we, 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 we were yeah. in a tour <laughs> bus traveling around. <laughs> and we did a show near LA. And there's always the problem with the tour bus of where it can park because mm. it's quite big. And somebody very kindly said, oh, you can park at the Magic Castle car park. Uh, so that was great. So that was last year. And then this year, we, uh, uh, Kayla, who's in the show, took Strange and I uh, to the castle for the first time. What? Yeah, fantastic place. Mm-hmm. Really great. I'd love to perform there one day. We Obviously, we just went there to enjoy the evening. Yeah, for uh, anybody that's never been, I've been there twice. So, but just explain because there's a lot that goes yeah, on. Yeah, so there. It's, it's exactly what it sounds. It's a massive building, mm-hmm. uh, all themed with magic, mm-hmm. and basically you you go in and there's a restaurant and there's lots of magic memorabilia and posters and then there's 
five or six magicians working around the building in various different rooms, and you can queue up. And boy, did I queue up uh, <laughs> to, uh, to 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 go in and see, you know, magicians doing their doing their thing. It so was it's kind it's of a small a small amount. It's what we call parlor magic and trade because it's maybe how many people can the biggest yeah, place like fifty I mean people maybe. There w- apparently there is a bigger room that I never saw because oh okay. I couldn't get in because the line was too long but the room that I went in was about 100 seats but I oh think okay. there's a bigger room as well there's also mm-hmm. a bar show so Kayla who's in the show does a lot of close up stuff mm-hmm. I think she often does a bar show so it's literally standing behind the bar doing a little kind of close up set mm-hmm. so yeah it's an interesting place yeah have you been? twice yeah did you enjoy it? I love it, yeah, but it's just there's so much going on, like because there's you all mean the queues, yeah, and lines. The, <laughs> <mean> the <laughs> lines. Well, Youngie wasn't happy about uh, the queue. No, I wasn't <laughs> happy, yeah, but no, but just like the memorabilia, and then like uh, just because like we went to all the different rooms as well. So we went to the smaller one with the close-up magic, and we got yes. to see some of that, and they bet some coins and that kind of stuff. And then we went to the bigger room. We got into that, and then uh, it was just a whole bunch of like more the- theatrical. Kind of, and there was like a comedian who was an MC as well, so it's more of a show, show, yes, kind of mm. similar to what you guys are doing. You know what I mean? We have a similar place in London, uh, a, pl- a, a magic club in London called the Magic Circle, which is again like a, a magic themed building. It's like a magic club that British magicians belong to, and then they put on like a Christmas show and Monday nights it's open, and we we use the building as members where we have a magician will come in and lecture and teach tricks and things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Magic Castle, I mean. Wow, it's yeah, it's a big step up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah magic circle. I'm sorry so, to yeah. say, it's <laughs> absolutely true. It is. Yeah, it is. It, is there a difference too in the tradition of uh, magic and how it's kind of performed and how it's viewed and all that kind of stuff in the UK versus in America with the magic castle and stuff? Um, is there a different tradition? Or I, d- like I think I've noticed that in America, North America, they you value entertainment more, mm-hmm. and magic is just another form of entertainment. Whereas I think if you it's a, you feel a bit ashamed to say I'm a magician in the UK. I think just the culture is very different. Yeah. Somebody said this recently. I think it might have been our producer that you know <laughs> the culture in the UK for a night out is let's go to a bar and get drunk. Yeah, and <laughs> whereas <laughs> drink so much we don't remember the night out. Yes, absolutely. Is you know culture the culture is very different. Whereas in so you make the memories disappear. Yes, absolutely. Whereas in North America, it feels what's wonderful about what we've been touring around is how you know families go out to the theatre and. They go to sporting events and things like that. So, I mean, we certainly get much bigger audiences here, don't we? Yeah, and they're immediately up for a good time as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So, Champions of Magic will be here uh, December 19th uh, to January 6th. Um, are you guys going to be, like, spending Christmas here? Or are you going back home or, like, yeah. just doing No, we're here for Christmas. Yeah. So, I'm getting my uh, my son and my partner flying out. Because mm-hmm. I think technically the only days we have off are Christmas Day and New Year's Day, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. You right. see us wandering around, not knowing what to do. Hey, we've okay. got literally multiple shows a day. I think there's some days we'll be doing as many as three shows a day. So yeah, uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. When yeah, you guys absolutely. were in Cleveland, you guys got to see a Cavs game. I don't think you'll have time yes. to see a Raptors game. No, no I hope not. Yeah, the Raptors just play right there. You've really done your research, <laughs> my friend. You, that means you, I don't know how you must know that. But yes, you're right. We did. We went to a Cavs game, and uh, that was fantastic. We saw LeBron James. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. You'd seen from quite it. far away as well, can't you? First time I'd ever been to a basketball game. Ah. Great <laughs> food in the foyer. Yeah. Really <laughs> good. <laughs> You'll have to take them and go across the street to see a Raptors game if you can. Yeah, yeah. Some time. I would like so to do that, definitely. Yeah. All right. Where can people find you guys online? Either the Champions of Magic or yourselves personally? 
So the Champions of Magic is uh, championsofmagic.co.uk. That's the website. You can yeah. buy all tickets for the show through there. Um, it's also on Twitter at Champions Magic. No of in the middle for Twitter. There's a Champions of Magic Facebook page and also... There's Instagram as well. You run the Instagram, don't you? Uh, well, I'm supposed to, but You're I don't post very often. Right, okay. <laughs> you need to get on that. I do need to get on I've, I've just named and shamed you. Now everyone knows. Now they know I haven't replied to those messages. <laughs> Lovely people going, great shows. I can't remember to reply to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and we individually have our own stuff. Uh, if you just Google our names, so Young and Strange has an account. You have your own Twitter account and stuff, that sort yep. of stuff. I do, Kayla does. Fernando. Fernando does very well on social media, doesn't he? He does. After the show. He's a very good looking boy. He's a good looking mm-hmm. lad. So the yeah, he, he gets a lot of fans. After yeah. the show, it does. Yes. You guys do get to talk and like hang out in the lobby a little bit after people. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. our favorite bit of the evening, actually, isn't it? We basically after the show, we all uh, magically reappear in the lobby after the show, and we get to meet the audience. We have photos and get to chat to them. Say hello. Oh, and that's stuff. nice. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice. It's really yeah. great. When I was in Vegas, I saw Penn and Teller, and then after the show, you get to meet them, and they're in the lobby and stuff. I was super excited and went to talk to them or whatever. Teller started talking. That's I'm like, no, man, do the show. It can be if you've never heard him talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do the show. I was like, are you enjoying Vegas? I'm like, stop talking. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stop ruining it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. ruined it. But it'd be great if you had a really, like, a, a super deep voice, or a very high-pitched yeah. voice. But he just sounds exactly like he's I just imagine. Dude, yeah. yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah, <laughs> so... There you go. Thanks, guys, for coming. Thanks for doing the magic and the mentalism. Uh, I appreciate it. It should be a good show. And as I said, uh, Champions of Magic, I'll I'll put all the links and the show information online so people can go get tickets. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. My name is Sammy. You can follow me on Twitter at MyPalSammy. This has been my summer lair.